Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacetti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing today? Uh, I mean, I don't even, I'm starstruck right now. Being a New Yorker, um, man, every day's a holiday, but we have like a living legend, an icon, and I am excited to be here with you got butterflies a yeah, little bit I, I do too because wow, we have Chris mad dog russo uh a legend in his own time uh chris thank you so much for being here with us today uh good to be on with matt squared how you guys doing okay things good things are great things couldn't be better right now lots of positivity around the badger program uh lots going on in your life which we're excited to talk about and uh, just lots to be, lots to love out there right now. Uh, before we hop into it, want to remind you guys that we are presented by betonline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at betonline. Uh, Chris, quick question. Badgers on betonline.ag, over under nine wins this fall. Uh, I've looked at the schedule. My son goes to Wisconsin, so I've been on top of that schedule. I know they have Ohio State at home. Um uh, I will go under that because they don't score enough points. I know the offense could be better, quarterbacks and everything else, but uh, and the running backs back. I'll go under nine. I'll go under nine. You know, they're going to probably lose to Ohio State. They got Iowa sitting there. You know, I'll go. Uh, it's tricky. That schedule is not that they don't play Michigan, right? So they get a little no, break. No Michigan. No Michigan. No Michigan. And, they don't get, and they have no Penn State, right? They don't have any Penn State either. Here, let's so, go. I got it right in front of me. We'll do, it, we'll, we'll do it. Okay, starting home, Buffalo. Win. Uh, at Washington State. That's not going to be an easy game, but they lost to them last year, so I'll say win. That's two. Uh, home to Georgia Southern. Three. At Purdue. Four. Home for Rutgers. Five. My pasta's alma mater. Sorry, Dad. Uh, home for Iowa. Iowa stinks on the road. Six. At Illinois. I'm going to give him a loss. Six and one. Home for Ohio State. Six and two. At Indiana. Seven and two. Home for Northwestern. And yeah, maybe they will get to 10. Eight and two. <laughs> home for Nebraska. 
in Matt Rule's first season. That's a good point. It's going to take him a little while. Nine and two. At Minnesota for the Axe. Nine three. And, Nine you know, and right three. On, right on the number. Boy, Vegas is bright. Right <laughs> on the number. Uh, I gave him losses to Illinois, Minnesota, and Ohio State. I gave him, uh, I gave him, I only won home loss. I gave him a little break at Purdue. I gave him a win against Nebraska, Northwestern, Ohio State. I would still play the under. I think there's a better chance uh, eight and four than nine and three. And nine only gets you a push, doesn't mm-hmm. get you the win. So I would play the under. It's a good, yep. That's All a good right. one. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, you know, it, no matter what you're going to wager on, over, under, I don't think you can go directly on. If you can get exactly, go for exactly nine, that might be the number. It doesn't matter. Head over to betonline.ag. Use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. When you sign up to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. Uh, Chris, we are going to start with your relationship to the Badgers. You mentioned your son goes to the is goes to Wisconsin. He's a Badger. Just talk about your the relationship you've come to have with the university and just sort of your thoughts as an East Coast guy. Well, I have not been uh, I have not been at a uh, basketball game. I did go two years ago to the Northwestern game at home. Love the campus. He loves it there. He does all the radio stuff and everything else. So, and he's a good sport, a very good sports fan. So he keeps me up to date with what's happening. He was at the game when uh, when uh, Jamal Howard uh, had the punch with uh, guard uh, and had that big issue there. And that last came a couple of years ago. Uh, I was not a huge Chris fan. I don't want to, you know, listen. Let's let's not pile on. But I think Ficker was a great hire. I hated the Wisconsin offense. Uh, I think Ficker will do an excellent job. I love the stadium. Uh, always too conservative for me offensively in football. I want to throw the ball down the field and have some fun. It's one thing to be conservative. It's another thing to be boring. And at times, Wisconsin can be a little boring. That goes with their basketball team, too. Uh, should I give you a couple of games last year? They couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. And that Ohio State game in the Big Ten tournament wasn't exactly a thrill watching that when they, you know, where they were down by 40, uh, you know, from that standpoint. Um, but I, I mean, I love I love Johnny Davis a couple of years ago. Uh, fan, watch him constantly. My daughter just graduated from Notre Dame, and I never watched them because I'm not an Irish fan necessarily. Uh, but uh, and my kid was at UConn when he won a national championship as grad assistant, so I got into that. But yes, I root hard for Wisconsin. Pay attention to all the games. Probably a little more with the basketball than the football because the football team always loses those two games. I went to the Nebraska. I went to the Wisconsin. Uh, Notre Dame game at Soldier Field two years ago. That was a disaster. I mean, so did I. Oh, uh, they got killed. Uh, that was a bad one. So I'm on top of it, and I'll go to a couple of games this year. I'll, I'll definitely go to a couple of ball games this year. So, I just want to get your opinion. Barry Alvarez was uh, probably did the most for Wisconsin. Chris McIntosh has taken over as athletic director and has done some wild things already with the way the football program and everything that happened last year, the hockey team which I kind of agree with. We need to get back to where we were. What do you see as like leadership that he's, he's doing that's changing like the Wisconsin landscape? Yeah, I don't know enough about that with McIntosh. Uh, you know, I, Barry had a wonderful career. He sort of put Wisconsin a lot of ways on the map. Uh, I know his grandson and everything else plays and the whole bit, but I, I think probably, you know, for me to uh, I'll say this, Fickle was a great hire. That I will say. Fickle was a tremendous hire, came out of left field. You know, you know, he had a plan. 
You know, it's obvious that they had Fickle in mind right from the get-go. Uh, you know, they they believed in him. They didn't waste around and have 50 people come in with the interviews. They went right to Fickle. So he's got a plan. So from that perspective, you can't say anything but good things. How to plan. Guard, you know, he's, again... It's a little conservative. The Wisconsin style of play is not necessarily pleasing. I don't know if anybody's going to be attracted to run to go play for Wisconsin basketball with the way they play the game. This is not, uh, you know, Dick Bennett in, 19, uh, in 1991 <laughs> when they beat Kid or whatever it was, 92, and they beat Kid at Cal. But I do think if the, if the plan to get Fickle was a wonderful plan, there was no hesitation. They obviously had that in mind for a long period of time. So I love that. I know Leonard, you know, did he stay by the way, Leonard? Did he leave? Oh, he left. No, right? he, he, yeah, he doesn't. He's, uh, he's not he doing anything Bay? this Where year. Where did Leonard go? Did he go to Green Bay? No, he didn't oh, go anywhere. He's taking the year off. Well, he's taking a year off. And I know everybody loved him. Uh, so you lose him, but nobody could argue with that hire from Fickle. So at least the first big move that McIntosh made that I'm paying attention to in New York was, was a worthwhile move. He'd do a good job. Fickle he was a good coach. Now, you mentioned paying attention to New York. You said Barry Alvarez, the guy that, you know, sort of put Wisconsin on the map, right? Why, you're, you're a New Yorker. Bernie's a New Yorker. Why doesn't college football resonate in New York in the same way that it does in the South and the Midwest? Well, I not mean, a great he, team. Not a great team, number one. We don't have a local team. You know, St. John's doesn't play football. Seton Hall doesn't play football. We don't have a local team. So I, I think that's got a lot to do with it. Plus, you got two NFL teams. Now one NFL team, you got two NFL teams, uh, you know, and plus New York is such a melting pot kind of city. You know, the person who's uh, immigrated here from, you know, uh, India, he, that person doesn't care about, you know, college football. That's just all there is to it. Going to have enough trouble getting that person wrapped up in Giants jets. Uh, but the two big NFL teams, you got three NHL teams, you got two baseball teams, you got two NBA teams. There's not a lot of room for the college football. And if you think about Northeastern cities, D.C., Boston, Philly, a little more Phillies, they got Penn State, but Philly and New York, they're not great college football hotbeds like, say, Chicago is in the middle of the Big Ten. Detroit is in the middle of the Big Ten. So New York is just never really, it's just not a big factor here. I mean, the talk radio doesn't do a lot of college football. Um, you know, you don't lead with college football very often into maybe, you know, selections, you know, the selection process. It's just not a big deal. Now, I love it. And I do a lot of it on the serious radio show. But on the old local show in New York, I didn't do a ton of college football. It's just got too many other teams. I mean, you got three hockey, two NBA, two baseball and two. You football. get too much to talk about. The Yankees about. are always good. The Giants and Jets have had their moments. The Mets have had their moments. That Riley was with the Knicks. I mean, there's just a lot going on for everybody to focus in on what's going on with, uh, you know, Big Ten and Indiana, Illinois. That's the biggest reason. No, that's a, you, that's a great point, because growing up in New York, you had Rutgers and you had Syracuse. And Rutgers is the closest, but still Jersey. And I was a huge St. John's basketball fan, but they didn't have football. So, so I agree with you. There's really nothing. You know, Penn State was the closest. and That's a seven hour drive. Right. Rutgers, so, would be, you know, Rutgers had a little run there a few years ago with, with Shiano. 15 years ago, they had a big game against Louisville on a Thursday night, and they beat Louisville on a Thursday night. So Rutgers had a little run there where people were into it. 
And Mike and I did a show out there on a Thursday once when they did play Rutgers for five and a half hours. We did Rutgers football. We love Mulcahy, the old AD. So there, there was a scenario there where Rutgers had a window uh, to really go out there and make something happen. Um, uh, and in football, they really haven't succeeded. And Syracuse football is too far away. You know, they're in the ACC. You know, Floyd Little doesn't play for them anymore, more, nor does Ernie Davis, and nor does Jim Brown. So the Syracuse football, not as big a deal. Rutgers football, 32 miles away from big, from George Washington Bridge, had did have a window for a little while. Did have a window. But they can't they 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 can't do what the Midwest, I think, does. They don't set up a wall around Jersey kids and keep them in. Very Imagine difficult. keep all those Jersey kids. Very they would be dominant. Yeah, I mean Rutgers' ceiling is probably, you know, eight and four. Be around 500 in the Big Ten and play in a minor bowl. I mean, that is probably Rutgers's, you know, that's their ceiling. And, you know, New Yorkers want champions. They don't want eight and four teams. That's why it's a tricky scenario. Remember, not Louisville game, they're undefeated. When they went into the Louisville game, they lost the next week to West Virginia, but they were undefeated going into that Louisville game on that Thursday night. Shiano and Chop, Shiano chopping that wood. That was, uh, he's I, a good I love that moniker. Yeah. Shiano's a good coach. Tennessee would have had him as their head coach. You know, they let him go. Shiano's a good coach. Knows what he's yeah. doing. Yeah, and, and they hired Jeremy Pruitt instead, and we all saw how that turned out. Now, they so, got Hypo now, and Hypo's yeah. good. But Yeah, yeah Hypo's good, but it, just, yeah. It, took, uh, it took a couple of years of awful under Jeremy Pruitt. Attention, athletes. Do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager, Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacete. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chris, 
you, so you said your son is at UW. He's doing broadcast. What is it like to have a son not only, you know, you know, going to Big Ten school and stuff like that, but like following in your footsteps in a lot of way. I mean, he's even sat in for you on the radio before. What's your relationship like with that? How much parenting versus like mentoring are you doing there? <laughs> Just how is it? Because like Bernie, it's like not like your dad was a football player or anything. My dad's a doctor. I sure as hell am not a doctor. Like I, I can't imagine having that relationship where it's father and also someone who's doing the same thing professionally that they're trying to do. Well, he's got presence. You know, I mean, that's the first thing. You got to have some presence. He's got presence. He's a little bit of a wise guy, so I'm not sure if that works so much in Madison. But I do listen with he's on the pre and post a lot of times on the radio there in ESPN Madison, and I always listen more so post game, and more so after a loss. I want to hear what he has to say after a loss. You know, post game and an analysis with radio shows with teams is always more biting and more interesting when a team loses than when a team wins. What are you going to say when a team wins? Hey, great job. Well done. Everything else. Losing teams, you can always have some fun with and you find some scapegoats and everything else. But I do listen. I'm on top of it. He sends me all the stuff. When he does the play-by-play uh, for the local Madison radio, for uh, college radio, I make sure I listen to that, especially for the basketball. You know, I'm on top of it. I mean, I don't drive him crazy. I don't tell him, you know, I don't, I don't sit there and pontificate to him too much. I don't give him too much advice. If he asks, I'll give it to him. You want to have him find his own way, you know, and I give him credit because he hasn't used the Russo name at all. He's basically done it on his own without saying, well, hold on now. I'm Chris Russo's son. How in the world you can't, he hasn't done that, nor, nor do I, nor would I want him to. So from that standpoint, that's, that's very good. And he's got presence. You know, he's got some presence and I, he's had some chances in New York because, you know, FAN's put him on a couple of times in the Christmas, you know, because, you know, Olivero is a listener. He's the president of CBS, uh, president of the Odyssey, and he puts him on and he'll do a good job. You know, he's good. He's good on the air and he's not short of opinions. And, you know, you got to have presence and have some opinions that you can back up. Uh, you know, he's not going to be able to break down Wimbledon for you. He's not going to be able to break down. Uh, you know, uh, what happened at Oak Hill in golf, you know, he's not, and baseball is pretty good. He's getting better. He's not going to be able to tell you, you know, anything about Hank Greenberg, uh, but he's better in baseball. But, you know, he's very good with the NBA and college basketball. And he's very good with the NFL and college football. And 30 years ago, you needed more because you need the baseball, at least in New York. Now you can get away with a couple of sports like that. As long as you know the football, which is almost year round, college and the NFL, you can do a sports show. Which so was I was going to ask, which is not the case back in the late eighties. You couldn't do that in the late eighties. Well, so that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. You've been in the game since the eighties. What's been the biggest shift in sports media? I mean, there's been a lot of them in the last 35, 40 years, but what do you think, what do you think counts for the biggest shift? In well, I think the biggest media? thing that I notice is people don't listen necessarily all the time. They listen to snippets. They listen to clips. They go on the internet. They go on social media. They go on Instagram and they look for highlights so sports talk and, 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 and reporting and all those things today, uh, you know, in the long, fir- long form are not as much digested as the short form scenario. Oh, let's watch this. It's 40 seconds. Let's listen to this bite. It's 35 seconds. They don't necessarily listen to the whole big picture. So I could do three hours of radio today, four hours of radio, and we'll throw the highlights out. And that's what the fans will listen to. So it's not digested in a full extreme, like with Mike and me doing the radio show in the early 90s. They heard the whole five hours. They heard the beginning. They heard the middle. They heard this. They heard that. 
Now they don't do that nearly as often. So I think the the way folks inhale their sports is much different than it used to be. So you have to, you know, they almost it's almost like a highlight show. And I think that is one big difference. I think the other big difference is the availability of the big guest is not nearly as easy as it used to be. In the old days, Mike and me, before a big Nick playoff game, would have Pat Riley on day of the game at 5.05. And you got Pat Riley on 5.05, and he's coaching in two hours before game seven against the Bulls. You're not doing that today. So the idea of getting and uh, incorporating the big spot on is very, very difficult. So to get the guests on is harder. So you almost have to have your own group of guests that you have on. For instance, I have, you know, those eight to 10 people that I use on a day in, day out. I try to break it up and spread it out. And I try to do things that are not getting redundant, but I rely on the Peter Kings, the Gary Danielsons, um, the Sims, uh, the Steve Phillips. I rely on those guys a lot on a weekly basis. While in the old days, we didn't do very much of that because you could spread out and get a lot of different people on. You're not going to with so many ways that the athlete and the coach and the team can communicate and get their message across with the idea that there is also so many outlets that are doing some sports, whether it's podcasts, shows, TV, it's very difficult to stand out. And so as a result, it's hard to go out there and get big names on. That's where McAfee gets a huge advantage because he gets Rodgers on. So when you get Rodgers on once a week, that carries a lot of weight. But how many of us can do that? So from that standpoint, it's it's a little different way to go about doing it. But remember, it's personality driven. And if you have a personality, people will still listen. You need knowledge. But you can have all the knowledge in the world if you can't deliver it with some fervor, with some, you know, energy, with some, you know, a different edge to you. Nobody's going to listen. So you need knowledge. You got to have that base. But you have to you have to have a presentation because that's where that's in the end of the day. That's where that's where it goes. People listen to me because they want to hear stories about childhood, you know, uh, Notre Dame student body and graduations. They want to hear that nonsense. You know, so the, the, they are drawn to me more so than a guest. That's a big difference, too. I have to ask you, because I know we're, we are, are short on time. The college football landscape has changed dramatically due to NIL, the transfer portal. What what do you see that happens in the future? Like, what what has NIL done in your eyes to, well, you to college the, football? You, you root for the uniform, not the player. And the same thing with college basketball. You know, the, it's players, the same thing with the NFL now, too. Uh, yeah, to a certain degree. Uh, to a certain you look for the uniform. You look for the uniform. And plus the fact in football, you don't know the players anyway because they got a helmet on. So you wouldn't recognize them half the time. So football, you know, the movement of football is is very stark. Now, as long as, as, long as you know who the quarterback is, you know, you're in big shape. When, you, when you're in good shape, when you see the, what, we see the first take stuff on ESPN, we always do lots of things on a quarterback. Because everybody can relate to who the quarterback is. They can't relate to the left guard. They can't relate to the middle linebacker or the left corner. They relate to the quarterback and the receiver because everybody knows who they are. And, you know, so from that standpoint, the NIL doesn't really affect it because most of the time the quarterback stays if he's a good one for a couple of years. I know our quarterback here at Wisconsin's left. As far as basketball, it's the same thing. Basketball is a little different. It's a six-month season. They start in November. They end in April. 
But Connecticut next year, they just won a championship. They're going to have a completely different team. I mean, Hawkins left. Andre Jackson left. They got six new recruits in. Uh, Sonogo left. I mean, but once the season starts, you got 30 games with them, 35 games with them. You got 18 home games. And you build a camaraderie with that team for that particular year. So it doesn't last four years. It's basically five or six months. But you identify with the coach. You identify with the uniform. And you identify with the program. That's why at Wisconsin, players come and go. But you're going to identify with Camp Randall. You're going to identify with the history of Wisconsin football. And you're going to identify with Fickle. And occasionally you're going to have a player there who's here a couple, you know, you're going to have this running back who's there three years. You have a quarterback who's there three years. You go to a bowl game. So you're not going to identify with all 22 players for four years like you used to or three years, but you're going to have the basis of identification. Head coach, uniform, stadium, and two or three players who were there two or three years. Not as good as it used to be. It's a different way to it's a different way to be a fan. But the fandom experience in that period of the season, you'll still be as excited when they score a touchdown. You'll still be excited when they win a big game. You'll still be into it. That's that, that's the way you gotta look at it. You can't take it, you know, all sports move a lot. Baseball players move left and right. You know, Artani's going to leave. The Mets change players. The Yankees. So, I mean, unless it's Aaron Judge, unless it's Trout, unless it's a big star, you know, Verlander went from Houston to the Mets. You know, Scherzer went, you know, Washington, Dodgers, Mets. These guys move all over the place. But the uniform's the same. The season's still the same. And in between the lines, the game is the same. That's why you have to identify with it. Yeah, and the traditions. Uh, and Tradition. you've you've been all across the country, across the world, going to sporting events, covering sporting events. What's your favorite tradition that you've seen at a sporting event? Wow, that's interesting. My favorite tradition, most of the traditions are in college. Yeah. They're not in Sweet Caroline, eighth inning at Fenway. Now, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if they do that every day, but they did that Sweet Caroline, seventh inning stretch. Yep. That's a good tradition. The Cubs, when they win and they sing the song, Go Cubs Go, that's a good tradition. Uh, when the Lakers win a big playoff game, the Randy, uh, the Randy, um, the hell's his name? I forget his name. Uh, I love LA. Good tradition. We love LA. It's a good song. Uh, so those kinds of traditions. Uh, but most of your traditions are in college. You know, the Knicks don't have any big tradition. You know, the Miami Heat don't have any big tradition. Uh, the Celtics don't have, they don't know cheerleaders in Boston, but no huge tradition. Uh, the Green Bay Packers don't have a huge tradition. Lambo leap that I'm, that I'm aware of. Do they have a huge tradition on a week to week? The Lambo, I would say the Lambo leap is a tradition. All right. But you got to score a touchdown for the Lambo leap. That's a good tradition. That's true. true. But that's fleeting. It lasts 10 seconds. The guy scores Mm -hmm. the touchdown runs. The Lambo leap is one. But for the most part, the great traditions, you know, Mississippi, you know, uh, they Clemson, you know, Preston Frank, Preston mm-hmm. of the Howard, the, that's yep. that's a tradition. You don't have that as much in the uh, in the pro in the pro sports as you do in the college sports, from that standpoint. Why, why do you think that is? I don't know. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the college kid. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 pro the pro sports fans lose more cynical. You know, he's spending a fortune to go to the games. He's going to boo. You know, it's hard to have great traditions when your team's getting booed if they lose. You know, Celtics are in the conference final. They have a bad quarter. They're getting booed. It's hard to get wrapped up in tradition then. You know, 
so I, I think the this the cynicism of the pro fan compared to the cynicism of the college kid going to a game. The 19-year-old kid going to the game, you know, he buys into it for four years. The pro mm-hmm. fan's a little different. Pro fan's a little different than that. You got Fireman Ed for the Jets. Yeah, Fireman Ed. I mean, that's that's something, you know. And a lot of people think he's a, a lot of people think that Fireman Ed stuff doesn't make sense anyway because of the fact <laughs> that, you know, he's not as big a fan as you think he would be. I've heard that. That that fan is a fraud. I, I don't know if who knows if I haven't given him a quiz to see what he knows as far as New York Jet football goes. But I mean, the tradition in sport, you know, it's 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 more of a collegiate thing than it is. I always think that way than a professional thing myself. All righty here. Well, um, you mentioned. I'm gonna get you out of here on this. You mentioned the uh, media changing by you know smaller and smaller snippets people are right. consuming. Right. You work with the king of the viral clip, Stephen A. Right. Strangest thing about working with Stephen A. Um, he is very equipped, even in sports that you don't think he knows that much about golf, tennis, baseball. When you do a, a topic that way, I think the average fan would be very, very impressed and surprised of how sharp he is with that particular topic. Although he may not follow baseball day to day or, you know, that knows that much about Wimbledon or Serena when she made her little run last year at the tennis, live golf, Kepka. If you do a topic like that for five, six minutes and, you know, I do my thing and I said him, you'd be shocked how glibby is with that particular topic. So he's very well prepared on subjects that you think he may not be so good on. That is that, that, you know, and overall, over three hours, he might be a little shaky, but in a seven or eight minutes, he's superb. His, so And his delivery, you know, he is very good at selling his point of view. And to be a good debater, you have to be good at selling your point of view. And he is excellent at doing that. <laughs> Give him credit for that. He's excellent. And I'll tell you the other thing about Stephen A that's, that's very, very good. Stephen A wants the rotating cast of characters that he uses, he wants those guys to shine. I mean, you know, you always want to make sure and you want to understand if you're me, that it's his show. I mean, you want to make sure that, you know, it's his show that you are sort of a guest on. But as far as the day that you were on there, he always, always wants you to shine. And you got to give him a lot of credit for that. You know, a lot of guys get a little territorial. You know, and it's my show. What are you doing? You don't steal my my thunder. You know, Jimi Hendrix was in Little Richard's band in the early 60s. And did you know that Little Richard basically kicked him out because he was too good a guitar player? Because he outshined him. Stephen A don't care. (laughs) Stephen A cares about what you can do to make that show that day good. And if that means you carry the day, you can carry the day. And I give him a lot of credit for that because very few people are that secure in their own deal that say, hey, let Russo do what's mad about. Let him go for nine minutes. Let him do it. Help us <laughs> the show. Those kinds of things. I think people, I, I think that's a very, I think people really don't realize that, you know, a lot of media people, you know, they get a little c- carried away with their own being that they don't allow the other guy next to him to have their chance and do anything. That's very un- Oh, no, he froze. He did freeze. <laughs> well, while Russo froze. Chance and do anything. Uh, that's very oh. un- 
There we go. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're there back. There we go. He's back. <laughs> oh, the oh, the one. But that's important about Stephen A. He's good with that. He's good with that. Letting yeah, you shine. He's very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, we are going to wrap it up here. Chris, we cannot thank you enough for your time. Uh, where are you doing? You guys did a great job. Matt squared. Go Wisconsin. Go Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Go, so Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in uh, to everyone. Uh, you can find Chris. Uh, where, where are you at these days? Sirius X. Where, 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 where can people listen to you? You can Sirius X on uh, Sirius Channel 82, 3 to 6 time, Monday through Friday. If you like baseball, the MLB Network. And then once a week, there, of course, with uh, Stephen Ed. All right. Excellent. Well, uh, Chris, we appreciate your time. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by betonline.ag. And until next time, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Yes, sir. That was- Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.